You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. He goes for home on better zip it. Lena the clear now. Spirit of St. Louis is giving chase. Typhoon Banner the inside. Then jumping Jack Mac. Forget Magnificent Storm. Better zip it in front. Here's Spirit of St. Louis. Better zip it's in front. Spirit of Louis, St. Louis. Then jumping Jack Mac. Better zip it. Spirit of St. Louis. Better zip it just in front. He's fighting plenty. Better zip it in front. And better zip it has won the Nullarbor. Spirit of St. Louis. Second. Yeah, big payday there, wasn't it? In WA for better zip it. We haven't seen the horse since, but he returns in a really good race at Menangle on Saturday night. It's race six in the market, uh, or two horses only in the market, really. Bondi Lockdown, who won first up, uh, gate 10, and better zip at gate 11 for Jason Grimson and, of course, Cam Hart, who drove the horse brilliantly there with that early move in WA, basically pulled their pants down. And we know a magnificent storm in that race, had zero luck, and subsequently the driver got the sack. And we know he's come back in recent times in a blaze of glory and heading to Queensland. But Darren Clayton is with us. Better Zippet, of course, will be chasing four in a row and Bondi Lockdown. Uh, Darren, which one would you be leaning towards at this stage in that race on Saturday night at Menangle? Yeah, I think Bondi Lockdown's the one, Steve. Purely off, he's already had that first up run. Better Zippet will obviously strip fitter for whatever he puts out there this week. But, um, yeah, I think with the race fitness to his edge... Bondi Lockdown can uh, can prevail there, but um, Jason Grimson, he's a master at preparing them for, for a big race target, so uh, I don't think he'd be too concerned if Better Zippet can't win this week. Uh, we look at his record in the past 12 months, what Jason's been able to win with and what races he's won pretty much every every big race all around the nation. He's, um, you know, the blacks are fake. He went over to New Zealand and picked up a messenger over there the Nullarbor over in Western Australia, um, the Inter-Dominion, so all with tried horses as well. So I think Better Zippet will be uh, likely to be seen up here in Queensland, and if he comes up here, uh, look out when he gets to the Blacks of Fake. Yeah, that race, a good time as well, about five minutes to eight there. Race six on Saturday night. I know one of your guests coming up shortly is Graham Dwyer. Like, you're a statistician. Um, when was the last time that you can remember 200 to 1 shots or 100 to 1 shot and 150 to 1 shot winning on a Saturday night? And that was the case at Albion Park. And they're both from the same stable, remarkably. Uh, Graham Dwyer, yeah. of course, with us soon. Yeah, unbelievable, Steve. He's, um to get uh, $100 winners, you, you'd be lucky to see two on a night, but then to get uh, to get two on the same night and then also both from the same stable and, and same driver as well, Brendan Barnes took the reins on both horses. Absolutely uh, freakish performance. And I guess it's it's one of those things, it's, it's easy to be a post-race expert, but uh, you look at the win of high voltage, he paid 101 it's probably a little bit disrespectful to how the horse has actually been going that he went around at those odds. So, um, you know, it was a 2,100-metre race. He's probably better suited at the mile, but it just worked out in his favour. So, yeah, super effort from Graham there and um, unbelievable, 200. And his third winner was uh, at $16 as well. Oh, so, serious? Um, you know, if you, if you had... He only took Filthy four. if you didn't have a bet, wouldn't you? Filthy. Oh, yeah. Only took four horses to the track on Saturday night, so 
if you had had the three winners in a in a multi, I think it worked out at two hundred and forty four thousand back to a dollar. If he says to you, I, I didn't, I backed the only the one that didn't win. Um, <laughs> I'll go feeding him anyway. James Herbertson is with us. Yeah, and I wanted to get James on tonight. Steve James is a Victorian. Uh, he's come up for the trot rods. He's been invited to be the interstate competitor in the trot rods. James, welcome, and, and how are you settling in after a couple of days in this beautiful weather? No, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, no, it's been it's been great. Uh, nice to defrost and um, thaw out a little bit. It's been bloody cold down in Victoria of late, so, um, yeah, I'm just out at Pete Mullins at the moment. Been working a few this morning, and, um, yeah, lovely morning for it. So... You'll be taking 10 drives tonight at Redcliffe. You, you do have a previous winner at Redcliffe. Uh, how long ago was that, and how many drives have you actually had previously on the triangle? Um, I probably would have had, I don't know, five or six drives um, there, but, yeah, that winner was probably in about 2018, I think, so about five years ago. But, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a different track, that's for sure. Yeah, certainly. And um, you're staying with Pete. Has he been giving you any tips or is he um, just going to let you... He will obviously be competing tonight. He's just going to let you f work it out for yourself because he's pretty competitive. Yeah, no, there's been no tips uh, forward in my way. I'd say he's too competitive for that. Um, he'd be doing his best to knock me off on every chance he gets. So um, I've hardly been able to beat him in track work this morning. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've heard that. Now, like you, like you mentioned, it, it's a different type of track and it, it's pretty unique. There's no track really elsewhere in Australia like it. Down in Victoria, what would sort of be the tightest, tightest track that you drive on down there? Uh, we've got a few country tracks that we only race at sort of once or twice a year. Um, Birchip probably being one. It's it's known for its, um, you know, it's country hospitality in, in a way and its after party is very good. Um, you know, it's a bit of a sort of big get together for a lot of the locals and you know a lot of the racing people sort of hang around and, and they have a good have a good time um yeah so it's it's very flat and and quite tight um but you know we're, we're very lucky in victoria we've got a lot of very good tracks um you know the, the list of uh sort of half mile tracks that you don't rate as as good tracks is very very small we don't race at them very often so overall we're very lucky in that sense okay that's but uh, I've noticed Victoria have started to program some 1,200-metre races uh, of a Saturday night at Melton. Now, that's obviously sort of a, a one-lap dash, and you actually drove a winner a couple of weeks ago, Art Chester. How, how are the 1,200-metre races being accepted down there in Victoria, and do you think they have a, have a place, or are we best looked at, at sort of in how we approach them up here in Queensland? and? sort of have a, a bit of a season or just the the couple of weeks leading into the big night and then they're done for the rest of the year? Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd say it just comes down to turnover, really, whether they're viable. Um, I know the trot rods has always been a great turnover uh, night. Um, but, yeah, you know, it, it really just comes down to turnover. And I know the Victorian ones, they've always stood up with, with fields-wise. Um and, uh, you know, there's never been any worry about getting noms, so suit some horses, doesn't suit others. Um, you know, the, the only one I've been able to win, which was with Art Jester the other week, you know, he was the first time I've driven a high-speed horse, and, and, you know, he was really, really sharp and, and um, quite impressive, actually. So, you know, in terms of trying to win them, I think you've probably got to have a, a, a 
decent high speed horse. It's still got a bit of bottom to it to uh, to cope with the tempo, but you know, they have their place, I'm sure. Yeah. So uh, you've been up here for a couple of days. You were here for the the driver draft on Monday, and for those listeners that aren't aware, this is sort of a unique experience for the Trot Rods final night, where drivers actually get to choose which horses they will drive rather than. Uh, you know, trainers or connections reaching out to the driver. So um, going into that draft, did you you sort of happy to study up yourself what you were wanting to chase down or did anyone sort of give you a, a little bit of guidance along the way? Uh, yeah, I'd like you to get a little bit of guidance with the, the two races that I was first pick, um, that I had first pick with. Um, so I've got a couple of nice horses there. Um, but yeah, the rest of them I just sort of uh, guessed and I think I've come out... Um, Quite okay, yeah, quite okay. I haven't heard many bad things about awesome driving, so um, yeah, overall, I think we've done okay. Yeah, yeah, I'd uh, I'd back that up. I think the ones outside of your, your first two first first round picks, um, yeah, you've certainly done not too bad there. Your first first round pick was Bold Medley Jujon. Now uh, he's come up as the dollar sixty favourite, so punters agree with you taking that as the uh, as the first pick. What uh, obviously he's a high quality horse, and um, you haven't spoken to Grant yet, or you'd sort of leave that till tonight. No, I haven't spoken to Grant, but um, I'm sure he'll uh, he'll fill me with confidence tonight. Um, if the punters think that, well, you know, uh, it's a good sign. Um, you know, he, he does look like a, quite a nice horse, and um, you know, he's probably got a big future. So, quite happy to be jumping on him. Yeah, and your your other uh, first round picks also opened up favourites. So uh, certainly following you in there, Jack Wally in race nine. Now this guy's a, a high speed horse, but uh, can do a few things wrong. So, um, but no doubt from gate one, I, I guess the the plan will be to try and repel Pete. He's got gate three with strong response, but uh, yeah, certainly looks like another good drive there. Yeah, look, I've, I've been told his manners aren't a hundred percent. He can. He can sort of uh, mess up the start a little bit going up the gate um, sometimes. But, you know, if he's if he's in the right headspace and um, on the job, uh, you know, you'll give him something to chase if, we, uh, if we're able to hold the front. But, um, yeah, it looks like he's got the ability, but he's got a couple of tricks too. Yeah. So you've obviously got the 10 drives, the 10, 10 trot rods tonight. Um, which, which one are you most looking forward to driving outside... Of your your two top picks there, Bold Medley Juju and Jack Wally, which one sort of fills you with the most confidence out of those others? Um, to be honest with you, I'm not I'm not really not too sure. I haven't had a, a close look at them just yet. Um, but you know, if if we're good enough to uh, you know earn a few checks along the way, if we're not picking up the main uh, main check, um, you know, I'm, I'm quite happy. Um, you know, the, it's great that the uh, connections have been able to put them in this race, and you know, hopefully, we can get something back for them. Yes, yeah, certainly. Well, welcome to Queensland and good luck tonight there at Redcliffe, James. Looking forward to, to the big 10 race card and there should be plenty of uh, plenty of good vision and good racing out there. Best of luck and uh, thanks for your time. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. Cheers. There is James Herbertson joining us. Well, I think uh, Andrew was just saying he had to put a call through to the Bahamas uh, to get our next guest on the line, uh, Graham Dwyer. Good morning, Graham. <laughs> Good morning. Please tell me, please. You had something on these hundred to one shots. <laughs> um, no, I'd l- I wish I did. You want Darren to repeat the figure if you had an all up? What was it again? So of the three winners, one dollar into 
So our action man into high voltage, into quick change, 244,000. I don't do it for the money. I just do it for the love. <laughs> Uh, you must have a big heart then, Graham, because uh, <laughs> uh, uh, hopefully hopefully, some of your connections at least back their own horse. Obviously, they're not uh, all owned in the same interest, so hopefully each of the uh, uh, other ones got there. But congratulations on that effort. It's a massive effort. You took four horses to the track there on Saturday night, walked away with three winners, all at huge odds, and, and the other one just probably, she was at big odds as well, but just made a mistake. So congratulations there. Like I just mentioned to Steve earlier, um, you know, it's easy to be a post-race expert, but high voltage, his efforts of late probably didn't deserve him to go out as a 100 to, 100 to one shot. Oh, not at all. Um, if you like, watch him closely, he's actually been settling and uh, there's one start there that um, Brendan was slapping him up with the reins just to keep him on the back and front. And um, I think they went a 51 or 52 mile and, and I thought he hit the line good and... Um, you know, and they all full of running towards the line. So when they sort of had no running towards the line there on Saturday night, we brought him straight into it. Um, I'm not saying we've got him where we want him, um, but, you know, if he just sort of keeps relaxing a touch more as we go along, there's no reason why he can't keep stepping up. Yeah, and, and like you mentioned, he started to settle a bit in his races, so that um, will really help with sort of those 2,100-metre races, which he was able to win there on Saturday night. And... It's probably been a pretty good pickup for you. He won the uh, Tamworth Gold Nugget earlier in the year, and um, like you say, might not be where you want him, but he's working towards sort of being a more complete racehorse. Well, he, he's got that natural high speed. He's got uh, natural ability. It's just um, half the race is fighting him, and let alone fight, you know, instead of fighting the rest of them. So um, I think once we channel that in the right way, you know, it, it's just where the improvement is. I'm not saying we're ever going to get it, but that's just where the improvement is uh, most obvious to get with him. Yeah, and uh, our action man, he's actually been going well as well. He was the, he was the probably, um, he went around at $16, but uh, his, he was a winner two starts back, a winner five starts back. So probably, again, not really unexpected with how he's been going. Well, yeah, as I said, uh, I was talking to Brendan before the race and, and I just thought, well, he, I didn't think he could win doing all the work outside the leader. And, uh, and Brendan thought the same, but he said, don't worry, there'll be cover there. And uh, he, he knows his form better than I do. And anyway, he was right and he got good cover. Um, and plus the cover took him right to when he had to peel and nothing come up wide, so he had to peel early. So he had a lot of things go his way. And um, like, if you're looking back, the, the three drives on those horses on Saturday night were outstanding. And, uh, yeah, but he just had him in the right spot at the right time and the horses are good enough to do it on the night. Yeah, Brendan drove all three of your winners and you've sort of started to develop a, a good association there since he's become your, your main driver. And um, of the three, quick change, I'm guessing, it was probably the most... Um, most re well received by the owners. It was the the Breeders' Classic for the two-year-old Colts and Geldings, and a big group of owners in this guy. And um, yeah, I'm sure a few of those will be will be quite ecstatic with that effort. Yeah, well, uh, well, Bernie Ring was there on Saturday night, and uh, you know, just to see the emotion and you know, just the thrill of that winning a race like that. It's, it's like I had the same, and it's good to look at somebody else feeling the same way, and. Uh, 
it was just great. I, like everyone that's involved, the horse loves it. Um, yeah, it's what they all dream of, really. And like, hopefully we've got a good horse that we can race in better races along the, down the track. But um, believe it or not, I actually gave that horse a really good chance there Saturday night. I thought he was actually one of the best horses in the race because to me he was the fastest one. Um, and the form before that showed that. And anyway, when they said he paid two hundred something dollars for a win, I thought. I must have the wrong horse. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, I don't go and look at the tote board. I just hope they race well, and uh, which he did. And um, he finally sort of put it all together on the right night. So I was just ecstatic for the result, and, um, and especially for the owners. Now, was he purchased out of the Redcliffe sale last year? No, nah, he was purchased yeah. out of the APG, which would be his um, main target. There's an APG race um, coming up in yeah, six weeks, I think. So... That'll be the horse's main uh, main goal, and uh, in the triads, hopefully after that, and um, and hopefully next year we've got a nice horse that we could probably race in a derby or two. Yeah, he's out of Matilda Deventer, who also won, uh, produced a three-year-old winner. Um, is that? Did you have anything to do with the next foal out of that mare? No. Well. No. No, I, I just—I had it in mind that you purchased one this year uh, from that breed. It must have been a different one. No, Darren won't let any more go. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> he now—he's uh, thrilled for me and and our connections. But um, you know, to Darren's credit, he—you know—he sold sold a horse to be known as a seller when and uh, but he's got a good mare there that he can really establish um, a good line now and. Um, like she's done a super job. Like Garza de Tilly went absolutely unbelievable there on Saturday night. Um, you know, so moving forward, he's he's uh, looking to get things improving for himself there as well. So I'm just ecstatic for Darren as much as um, you know for the horse as well. But uh, no, really happy to have him anyway. Uh, good stuff, and that it is of course Darren Garrard that, that Graham's talking about there. Which leads us to tonight, Trot Rods. It's the final night and you've got a few runners lining up, Graham. Just have a yep. quick run through those. In the first race, you come up with the favourite, a horse by the name of Glenrock. Actually having his first start for you tonight, what can we expect there? Uh, well, she's been racing sort of harder company, so um, you've got to take that on its merits. And uh, I don't think that company's that great, but, you know, we've got to get around the track and... Um, you know, it'd be nice to hold up early, and which I think she will. She's got good speed, uh, apparently. So um, I'm sure Nathan will get her in the spot where she needs to be, and hopefully she's good enough. Okay, and then sort of later in the night, you've got he said, she said. He comes up in race number nine. Uh, sorry, race number. Lost which race he's in. Anyway, he said, she said. I'll find that. How his chances? He's drawn a little bit awkwardly. Yeah, he is, but you know he's um, he's been racing well. You know he hasn't been beaten far, and uh, in, in some good races at Redcliffe there, I thought. And uh, you know, a race like this, it's probably a drop in class. Um, you know, with the right sort of run, hopefully he can get into it. Um, yeah, so I, I wouldn't write him off. So he comes up in race six, and Pete McMullen taking the drive. Currently a three dollar ten chance with the tab. And the one that I'm probably looking forward to most, seeing go round and, and uh, give him a big chance of giving this time a shake, Heston Zoolander. Is he primed and ready to go? Yeah, well, uh, we'll put it this way. Um, Nathan, about two oh, a month ago, said, oh, is he eligible for the hot trot rods? And I went, 
Oh, I'll have to have a look. So anyway, and because uh, he drove him in a race and he wasn't the best driver, I must say. And uh, but anyway, he showed the speed that he needs for tonight. And and um, anyway, we've had that on our radar, I suppose. And anyway, he's found his way into this race, and uh, luckily Nathan's um, chose to drive him. So you know everything's good. You know, so we're just going to go out there and have a crack, and uh, hopefully we come up trumps. So he's the uh, he's one of the fastest ever uh, over the seventeen eighty at Redcliffe. He went one fifty three five about six starts back, um, which is I think the second or third fastest ever trip around Redcliffe. And then he's a last start winner from the second line. So um, just get out and go and see what you can do and, and hope you can win that float. Yeah, that'll be great. Um, you know, like. If it doesn't happen, it's all good. But at the end of the day, I think we've got the right horse for the right race and, uh, and the right driver. So, you know, everything's good. Um, horse is racing well. And, uh, yeah, so if it happens, it happens. But uh, well, I think we give ourselves a great shot to come out and top. Well, you're certainly going there with, uh, with three live chances, that's for sure, tonight. Thanks for your time, Graham. I don't think you'll be getting any 100-to-1 uh, shots tonight. They're all pretty well in the market. But uh, <laughs> congratulations on Saturday night. Super effort. And uh, we'll catch you on the track soon. Yeah, really appreciate it. Thanks, Darren. Yes, Graham Dryer, mobile rolling. Any other little bits of news? How's Saturday night shaping uh, at Albion Park? Uh, we're thinking Leap to Fame maybe next week. I said to Chris yesterday. Yeah, that's uh, probably looking that way. And... Um, yeah, another big 11 race card there this Saturday night, Steve. So um, it's certainly starting to pick up. And, and once we start to see some of these uh, interstate horses arriving with the carnival, there's some big races not around the corner. One of the races that will be uh, interesting uh, on Saturday night, it's a 2,600 metre standing start, capacity field, uh, 14 runners now. Um, Queens, racing Queensland have gone down the path of effectively having a standing start season rather than sort of programming them right through the year. There's been sort of eight weeks leading up to uh, next week will be the flashing red discretionary handicap, one of the Albion Park big ones, and then that parlays into the um, the Redcliffe Cup, Gold Cup, which will be on the Saturday night, the, the 25th of June. Uh, is it the 25th of June? Thereabouts anyway, that Saturday. So, um, yeah, big... 14 race, 14 horses in that race on Saturday night. And it quite, uh, you know, some of the top horses are in there. Governor Jujon, Colt 31 will be second up from a spell after he was first up uh, winning over the, the standing start last time. Blacks of Dance will take on the tapes. Um, Mac Da Vinci and Big Wheels. So um, there is seven runners off the front tape. There is seven runners off 10 metres, so uh, it'll be pretty congested there at the start. Hopefully we, we see them all get away nicely and it will be a really interesting contest, that one. Absolutely. So just remind me with Colt 31, he went off and served a few, quite a few mares, did he, and then returned with a win? Yeah, he went... So his last race last year was on uh, the 13th of August. He was a, a pretty impressive winner on that occasion in good time. He was uh, subsequently... well. There was no real decision made, but he sent to stud, served uh, uh, a few mares. I'm not sure exactly how many, but um, certainly uh, quite a few. He's then come back into training, uh, had one trial going into the race there Tuesday week ago, started off the 20-metre tape, um, loomed up, had to sort of do a bit of work in the run and was, was too good for them. So pretty amazing effort there over the 2100. And, um, 
Not sure whether it broke the track record or it was extremely close to the track record, one or the other. Um, I just can't remember because of the, the time amendment off the 20 metre handicap. So, um, yeah, amazing training performance from Grant Dixon to get him back to win first up. So, um, you know, if he can build on it, he's a, he's a million dollar earner and he was a, a great horse there. Uh, went off the boil there for a while, but uh, if he comes back anywhere near it like he was at to up to at that stage well yeah he could be in for a big campaign as well Colt 31 so um, yeah we'll get to see him in that capacity field standing start on Saturday night but uh, all action tonight at Redcliffe with the 10 race trot rod series and like I just mentioned with Graham there uh, whoever can break the fastest time uh, takes home an auto twos afloat so they'll be uh, they'll be on good terms with themselves there if they can get it be a big week for the Dwyer connections of Heston Zoolander or any other horse can do it. Last year, Just Desi was the fastest runner. Cam Hart took the drive on that occasion. He was the invited driver. We've got James Herbertson this year. He's Victoria's leading driver this season and was last season. So um, plenty of good driving talent on display there at Redcliffe tonight. Mm. Just on the standing starts, I don't know how you feel, but I put that race to air yesterday, that first race where you had two-year-olds off the stand and... You know, it was always going to be the case where probably a couple would buckle and whatever, and it's just not a great spectacle. It's not great for putters. Um, I don't know what you think about that, sending the youngsters off those stand starts. Um, I'm just thinking from yeah. the putters. I'm putting the putters hat on here, you know. Um, yeah, it's one of those things, Steve. They they um, they need to be educated, and Racing Queensland are doing their best to increase the education opportunities of these horses. They put on uh, special... Um, trial sessions just for two-year-old or three-year-old maiden trotters who haven't raced yet to, just to get them used to the um, you know the standing start conditions but they are just they, they can be extremely temperamental the trotters um, you look at a horse like dead set crazy he came out last week perfect manners jumped straight to the front um, and, and was a really impressive winner he goes around yesterday off the 10 meters and has the four horses in front of him and um, you know makes a makes an error soon after the start so it's one of those things it's hard the way up but um they sort of need to need to get that education in them somehow whether there's a better way to have them educated before bringing them to the races and having them step out uh, under race conditions where they are a you know a wagering prospect so um perhaps it's certainly something they can look at i don't know what the answer would be there steve but um you know, they, they need to be given their opportunity and, and Racing Queensland's invested heavily in, in building the trotting gate up in Queensland and as it stands, doing a really good job. We saw Agent Black, who's trained in Queensland, hasn't even had a start up here yet. Two-year-old went down to Menangle and win the APG race down there. So um, it's sort of, it's coming to fruition. We saw Susan is her name. She was a, a top two-year-old trotter up here last season, went down to Victoria and competed in a lot of big races down there and was able to win one of those features. Um, so it's certainly heading in the right direction, but probably the, just those little things that um, can certainly be worked on to, to get a more mm. finished product. Yeah, not wrong. And I often hear yourself or Chris talk to the participants. They all seem to love the challenge of, or the you know, training the square gators, don't they? And I remember it only seemed like yesterday when we'd see like one, one a couple of week, <laughs> trotting races, and now you know we see them day in day out with big decent sized fields and so on. Yeah, that's right. There, it was a um, you know they were nearly, they got reintroduced back into Queensland. Some probably. 
uh, 20 years ago now, maybe a little bit less than that, and it's just really exploded, especially in the last few years when Racing Queensland have really sort of pushed it to, to get them back up and running. And um, you look at the, the race yesterday, yesterday there was um, there was that two-year-old trot, so it was sort of a smaller one, but then there was um, a one for the, the smaller or the lesser rated ones that had a field of 13, and then the higher-assessed ones went round with a field of 14. So... Um, you know, big fields and, um, you know, as from a punting perspective, those bigger fields, there's, there's certainly value to be had there if you can manage to sniff it out. Thanks, Darren. Cheers, Steve. Darren Clayton, Chris Barnes will be back with us tomorrow, but Colt 31 goes around, of course, as Darren mentioned, on Saturday night off the stand. Mr Clooney is trying to rally deeper, back in 20, then Escalera, Colt 31 into the home straight, leads the way, trying hard with Subtle Delight, deeper, back in 20, Escalera, Colt 31, or returns in style, Colt 31.